I would like to say good morning, ladies and gentlemen, as if I'm in a different time zone, but um, sadly I'm still in Zimbabwe, so good afternoon. Wait, actually it still applies because I don't know what time someone's going to listen to this. Um, but yes, as random as always our intros are, I am Rufaro and this is Technicari where I'm joined by Ed, finally, he was not there last week. Hello, yes, I'm here now. And yeah, Ed, how's it going? Uh, how's the weather? You're back in Harare from Gweru, is it? Oh yeah, so that's the thing. When I left Gweru, I was like, ah, Harare is warm. I get here and it was warm. Then today it flipped on me. So yeah, I'm wearing blankets, but no one will know. No one will <laughs> ever know. Well, <laughs> except everyone listening to the show. Uh, yes. And I... <laughs> I will not be so cold, Valentine, uh, and I'm also joined by Valentine. Thanks, Rafara, for the recognition. Yeah, without <laughs> you, where would all of us be? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today we're continuing with our conversation from last week. Last week we spoke about um, the new financial regulations that came out, so SI27, and essentially um, changing how... Uh, people are going to be transacting in Zimbabwe. So there were a couple of uh, things that came um, and the penalties with those regulations were like your businesses, they can't price goods only in Forex. Um, if you're pricing your goods, you should make sure that uh, the USD prices don't attract customers more, thereby incentivizing people to use um, USD. You should also use the, the official rate. Uh and you also shouldn't um, issue a local currency receipt for foreign purchases. Uh, so essentially, everyone is just kind of forced to start using um, the local currency to buy. And it's been a week since um, those regulations came into effect, and we are already seeing um, the changes happening. So I wanted to give someone the mic to speak first. I am really anxious to, to talk about my story. Uh, it, it was not that interesting of a story, but um, when was it? Saturday, I think. Uh, so Saturday, I went out and I'm like, okay, uh, I am going to go to the shops, going to get a haircut, uh, and then going to come back home. So I'm like, oh, flip, I'm passing by a Greencroft shops, right? Uh, so I'm like, oh, let me stop by this uh, Surrey uh, shop, right, to taste their, their pies. Because apparently everyone in Blawayo probably swears by those pies. They're like, these are the best pies ever. They are like a hot thing in, in Blawayo. I think maybe in, in, in Arara as well. So I'm like there, and I wait. And there's a queue. So I'm waiting. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, no biggie. It's, it's, it's kind of the weekend of the month end. It's a bit busy. Uh, so I'm just chilling there. I'm like, oh, let me just observe what's going on. And then a guy comes and is like, uh, yeah, Zay Chirpachi, right? Uh, he wanted to find out the rate. And it's like 1S to 85. And the guy's like, flip. Like, like the way his expression changed, it was like, yeah, night and day. Same thing happens again. I'm in a butcher um, by Arundel. And uh, I walk in and the the guy who was assisting me goes like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm aware of what, what, what has happened in terms of the regulations. Uh, so he was just giving me a fair warning before I get to the counter. 
to be like, hey, um, if you're going to be buying US in USD, just know that um, you're going to be using the official rate because that is the new law. Um, so yeah, those are the two things that I actually saw firsthand happening and everyone had already shifted to, yeah, um, I'm going to be using the local uh, currency instead of the USD. What have you guys um, observed? Or oh, maybe I've, I don't know, comments or anything. I don't think you can comment on the story that I'm just saying, <laughs> but... I, I, I can comment because I kind of went through the same experience. Uh, so when was it? A couple of days ago, um, I was buying fuel by Zua Blue Lagoon. And I saw an article before I left, like I got a notification from Pindula saying that they'd done a snap survey about, you know, price increases. So I said, I'm like, oh, the uh, gas went up, like uh, cooking gas, uh, LP mm-hmm. gas, uh, went up to 170. And I was like, ah, let me just ask the attendant. Uh, not not that I doubt Pindula, but it was just like, you know what, maybe something that, that, that is happening in specific areas and not in ev- everywhere. And then he told he tells me it's 170. I went to the price increases like Monday. So Monday is two days after SI um, 127 came out and everything like that. So remember remember uh, on Friday, uh, Rufaro, we said that things will increase in local currency terms, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the point we forgot to clarify about that is that everyone is now thinking about purchases at the official rate, which is in local currency. So prices will go up in local currency, then affecting USD prices. So USD prices are a knock-on effect, but because everybody's thinking in the one is to eighty-five um, forex auction rate, uh, and I think that's that, that's the biggest problem um, with 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 with, with SI one twenty-seven is because. As much as it's a good thing in terms of where it pertains to forex auction beneficiaries, like, hey, comrades, you guys buy money, buy this from the government, you must use it in X, Y terms, fine, that's their purview. But when it comes to everybody else, <clears throat> it doesn't really um, translate that well. Uh, I, I don't know if you read the article Gary did, uh, what's it called, uh, Authors of Chaos, about SI-127. No, unfortunately, no. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, so yeah, I haven't as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gary, if you're listening, but yeah, I do read your stuff. Doesn't sometimes. clearly doesn't. <laughs> so in that it went it went into the whole thing that it's now pretty much mandating what happens in our in our pockets. Like what goes on in our pockets is now under the government purview as to how we we'll do it. Now the problem is that the forex auction rate is a controlled rate. That's no surprise. Mm. That's no news to anyone because they set the allotted amounts. They set the minimum and upper price. Then the average is, is, is arrived at through that process. That is artificial because it's happening in a vacuum. It's not happening in the, you know, um, quote unquote, the streets. So when you try and impose that onto the streets, people will then look at, okay, fine, one seventy five four, but we'll just then start increasing prices. So this is something that was interesting because experts said it, um, we the political political economic economics amche amche commentators we said the same thing um that's that's what was what was happening all right even before it happened um and it was compounded by the confederation of uh zimbabwean industries when they released their statement um was it yesterday or the day before uh, an executive summary basically going down about what si 127 was meant to achieve the good points and the bad points so I'll just read a little bit of it from you. Uh, uh, CZI believes that SI-127 should be immediately suspended. So they want it removed, much like everybody else. CZ- CZI agrees with the issues of the MOF. 
that the MOF is trying to solve. Control inflation, eradicate the use of black markets in informal markets, bring stability, sanity to the foreign currency markets, prevent abuse of, of foreign currency obtained on auction for profiteering and other opaque activities. So in their submission, they basically went about what uh, the Zimnat diagram, uh, I'm sure you saw it, um, where it was basically like, yeah, this is just going to make it scarce, going to make foreign currency scarce on the market. Um, this is going to just in- encourage people to go to the informal market to try and get an edge on, because the rate is, what, 135 now, reportedly? So if yeah, you're getting okay. 185, at that rate. Yeah, because essentially no one's going to walk into the supermarket uh, and give them the USD and then be priced at 185 or whatever shop it is. Like people are like, oh, okay, I've got 20 bucks. Let me go change it first. And then I go with the local currency to buy. Yeah. And even if you look at the shops, Auntie OK Zimbabwe then <laughs> put out that thing, that circular. You could no longer accept yeah. um, what's it called? Uh, USD payments because our machines aren't calibrated yet for both local currency and, and USD receipts, which is interesting because the RBZ Maneru midnight when everyone was sleeping. Why don't they do these things, Mascat, when everyone can see? Then releases a thread <laughs> saying, Oh my goodness, uh, guys, it's not meant to harm businesses. Um, basically, you know, shops are giving given two weeks to get this sorted out. Um, this is you know, we don't want to list activity on the forex auction, you know, whatnot. And I'm like, cool, because I, I I was up at the time, don't ask what I was doing, but I was up at the time. And I saw it, I'm like, uh, okay, point for point, some of these things make sense, some of them don't. So one, if you're saying it's not meant that it's not meant to harm businesses, then just include the companies that are in the Forex auction only. Had it been in that respect, great. But now that you bring everybody in and you're saying it won't harm businesses, it actually is, because they had to respond to that OK Zimbabwe thing, because OK Zimbabwe is one of the biggest retailers in, in, in the country. Uh, and them refusing to take um, USD payments while having um, their Beruda changes, which is which is crafty. I, I like their thinking. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> yeah, bro, listen, you can literally come with USD. We can't accept it, but you can change it at our Beruda change. I'm like, these clever, clever, clever people. And it's not like they knew, like they didn't know, but it's just they had they have a Beruda change license. Uh, and the circular said we encourage um, you should encourage customers to go and change it the period change. So, Andy, Ed, you know, when people are changing money, there's profit to be made because, Andy, you're not changing for the for the good oh, yeah. cases of 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 helping the person. It, it's a business, so they get mm-hmm. for whatever period get to profit off of the exchanges being made there. Uh, if anyone does it, because I'm pretty sure everyone would just have left it or called the money changer. <laughs> Ten bucks, changing time pizza, and then uh, yeah. But even if people did, they still make money with that, and they they get foreign currency, which is good for them. Uh, again, and mm. does this say to like this is one of the major effects of it? Does this commute? If you are a shop, right, and you see okay, Zimbabwe has got a brute exchange license, and they're doing this. Does if you're not if you're a pick and pay food lovers, or whatever, does that not incentivize you to be like and it's not like a you know the brute exchange license part of it? Let's let's also be part of part of the mix. Oh, yeah. I think it actually makes sense. And um, they should take a, a bureau change license because it just makes life easier. But it also, so so the, a while back, and it was the worst experience I'd ever had. So it was when, I think when the government had announced that it's now illegal to trade in USDs. I mean, they have their moments. That was one of them. They mm-hmm. said uh yeah, 
retailers can't trade in USDs. And they were doing a, a blitz on the money changes and stuff. So I said, hey, you know what? Let me give uh, Bureau de Changes a try. So I went to a Western Union. Um, I think it was the one at Eastgate. And they were saying they are not accepting, like they are not collecting USDs. They're just dishing it out. I was like, uh, okay. So their Bureau de Change doesn't do that. Then I went to another one and they said my amount was too small. I think I wanted to do 20 bucks and they said, now nah, we started a hundred. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a bank and the bank told me that, um, yeah, they do. They can do my 20 bucks, but I need to have an account with that bank. Mm-hmm. It, it was, I said, fair enough, but yeah, like it was something that, um, it was something that just put me off because for the majority of the people that are probably going to be changing money in the streets, they're not going to be changing big amounts. It's usually just a 10 bucks for this, a 20 bucks for that, maybe at most a 50 bucks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the current bureau de changes don't have, I don't know, measures put in place those kinds of people so it's something that then needs to be looked at and I, I mean that was like a year ago or two years ago when I when I tried to do that so right now maybe the situation has changed but I've never gone back to a bureau de change because I was like hey man like I, I'm too poor for them I can't <laughs> I can't I can't go with my money to them because it's too little you know? yeah so but on the yeah. number of bureau de changes, they the RBZ did institute something. Was it last month or the month before that um, bureau de changes can now they're selling forex to bureau de changes for them to sell on to their customers. But again, it's that issue of like your experience is kind of similar to mine because usually when when we went to school and then you got to the airport, you go to a bureau de change and especially in South Africa, you're like I want to just change ten bucks and they're like ah, bra with commissions yeah. and whatnot, this is not even feasible or viable it's not even us. worth it yeah it's not worth it for us to to, to to do it so that that might still be the case or again like i haven't been like you in a period change in a while um I, I use local currency when i have it um they've they've set the bar lower but i seriously doubt it because it, it, it to my uninformed mind doesn't make business sense for them to, to to do stuff like that uh because even like um there's a story a friend of mine told me about a money change it was like um Anzi, if you want to change anything below 20 bucks, EcoCash, anything above that will do zip it. So, and he, she, she asked yeah. why is Anzi no because of charges and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they're getting that kind of bureau to change sort of mentality. If it's low sums, they might as well empty the, um, the what's it called? The EcoCash wallet restriction they have for transactions. I think it's, it's, it's 35, 35K, what, a month or a week? A month, a week, right? Yeah, I think a week. A week, yeah. So you better, you know, allot your 5K a day for for the week and then just drain it uh, using smaller amounts. And then for larger amounts, you then move to, because I, I guess uh, Zipit is friendly. Zipit is actually friendlier on charges. And the others that use one money and other thing, but one money is, is rarer um, uh, these days. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess. Zimbabwe is a mess. Zimbabwe just keeps you busy. <laughs> And it's it's such confusing. It's it's seriously confusing, especially for for businesses because they have a lot to think about in terms of um, the way they'll be receiving money and 
more like most retail businesses, um, the SMEs especially, they are operating on on a system where they are buying stuff from outside and then bringing it in here. And so they would have preferred that USD, which is why some of them would offer certain discount um, for for someone who's coming through to pay with USD rather than in RTGs. I mean, it just makes it easier for them to go and um, buy the stuff that they're selling. Mm. So, yeah, it's not to wonder, will there be incentives for them to be able to easily get forex if they if people do prefer paying in 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 RTGS, but because, isn't, that, isn't that the whole point yeah. though? Like if it's if it's an RTGS market down, people are burning money on the streets to to, to get mm-hmm. an edge on the on the on the supermarkets. All those retailers are going to have to go to the forex auction to get their 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 their, their forex. So this mm-hmm. this this is one of the unintended consequences or intended consequences, or it, it might be a, mm-hmm. a a game of 3D chess. Uh, that the financial regulators are playing that yeah okay we'll, we'll create this kind of boxing in and then force all you guys to then come and get your 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 usd uh from the forex auction the biggest problem now is will it be able to meet demand mm. like is will, will it be does it have the facilities to meet demand especially if more businesses start coming um which is coming, yeah. which is again something that that um Gary highlighted in his article that a good portion of Zimbabweans, about 70%, get their stuff from, get their forex from the, from the informal market. That includes SMEs as well. So yeah. if they want to take on that burden, and, and I get like, listen, I'm not saying the informal market is a necessary thing, but it's, it's, it's a, what is it, a symptom or, 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 or a disease of, of the Zimbabwean economy. If they wonder, eradicating that is not going to be done by measures like this, to be honest. Because this is going to draw more people away from formal channels into informal channels. And if they get the formal operators to come to the formal channel, which is the Reserve Bank's Forex auction, uh, Forex trade, Forex auction system, they will be then be overwhelmed by the demand for foreign currency. Um, that's if these businesses haven't, don't have a rainy day, a rainy day fund that they've put away or they knew something was going to happen. And they decided to, to stash some of the stuff away. Mattress banking, as as Rufaro and I like to put it. <laughs> so, um, do you think uh, with what happened with uh, is it the SI eighty nine? Yeah, so many numbers. Where they introduced this in April, but then um, last week is well, no, this week is then when they extended um, things. Do you think like there's gonna be sort of like a rollback with this, uh, with the SI-127, to be like, oh, okay, looks like it's not working. Uh, not exactly working, but now maybe we're hearing the backlash uh, from what the um, CZI was saying and also just from the general population. So maybe we're going to alter things a bit or totally remove it. Or are we just dreaming uh, at this point, thinking this might uh, go away soon or this is like reality? Ah, man. I think very speculative. Again, dipping into speculation. I think, as like what we said with SI eighty nine yesterday, um, it, it's a point of pride for them right now. Um, you know, SI one twenty seven. So I don't think they're going to get rid of it. Um, I think it's going to be around uh, as long as it as long as it's it's having the effect that they wanted to have on there. And now this is just me speculating. So similarly with SI eighty nine, um, the one that banned. 
the importation of vehicles, second-hand vehicles 10 years or older, and they gave that grace period that they did this week, extending it um, by a month. Or it came out in April, so I think it's probably two or three months now. Um, they won't roll it back because it's to them it's having the, the intended effect. Even the backlash won't, won't do anything. It's one of those things that rarely ever does backlash work in Zim. Uh, if you remember, the, the US dollar was banned <laughs> not so long ago uh, and then reintroduced. Uh, so what we could possibly see is SIA 127 being taken down a year or two years from now. Uh, best, best estimate. But again, I, I'm just an armchair economist and uh, it's just going off what we've seen um, historically uh, in Zim, which, yeah, doesn't bode well. Oh, yeah. So it's one of those, like, I think the whole firefighting conversation that I once had with people, like, if if the legislation comes out to, you know, try and stop something that's happening rather than try and encourage something that works, mm. it usually doesn't end well. Because um, SI-127 doesn't really mean that um, they have been proper measures put in place for basically the financial side of the country to gravitate back to normal. Normal being we prefer putting money in a bank. I I still remember there was, um, was it a tweet or a post where they were encouraging people to deposit money, especially their Forex into banks and, um, I don't know if they were being incentivized, if there was any incentive of depositing Forex into a bank. But in the comments, people were just like, y'all think we're going to do that again? (laughs) We've been burnt twice, some of us three times before. So, you know, until faith is restored in the actual financial system, um, until people feel safe putting their money within financial systems, I think it's just going to be a continuation of this whole firefighting scenario where, I don't know, at first we were like, hey, USD is not allowed to be used in, in Zim. And then it was, yeah, you can use it if you apply for a license to use it. And then it got to a point where it was like, hey, man, it's free for all. And, you know, things just keep changing going back to the default, which is unfortunately the informal side of things. And yeah, this looks like it's going to be one of those where if it doesn't work out well, things are going to gravitate to the informal side of things again. I mean, usually whenever whenever a prohibitive thing is introduced, prohibitive law, something to stop you from doing something. There is always someone who figures out a way of like going black market on it hard. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) you kind of risk creating an even bigger problem than the one that was there. So I, I don't, I hope, I hope some of it works out, but yeah, there's, there's that risk factor that's in there. It's, I don't know, I think you're right about, you know, um, the way they should go about it. And I think I'm I'm gleaning from what you said by the fact that they need to start building trust more than issuing um, statutory instruments. Um, 
like with the whole incentivizing deposits that the RBZ is said, is said to be trying with the banks. Um, yeah, there needs to be trust within the people. And SI-127, it's just a demonstration that there isn't because you can just wake up in the morning and change regulations. So people are going to go yeah. to what they know best, which is, you know, trading in these informal channels. And we're still Zimbabweans are now hardwired to try and game the system. So yep. if you try and bring, if you try and make it inclusive again, people are just going to get used to that burning culture. I remember back in the day, people used to get USD, go burn it, but put, and then mm. go and go, go and spend it and, 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 and make a windfall. It's, it's, it's probably going to return in the same fashion already is there in the same fashion. If, 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 um, if what we've seen this week is, is showing us anything. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, it's a case of taking one step at a time, not trying, not trying to make one giant leap. Um, because if they start by, you know, this is again, I'm an armchair economist, so I, I wouldn't know a way to go about it. But I think mm. ensuring security of people for their deposits, ensuring that, yeah, you know what, if you put your, your, your money, regardless of the currency, into the bank, it's going to stay that way. There's not going to be a yeah. day where Nostra accounts are going to be outlawed or whatever. What, what, what. It's just going to stay that way. Uh, everything else will be worked around in that respect, but you don't, you won't lose the value. You know, again, getting people to trust that at your word doesn't make sense because you have to then put the groundwork to make that possible. I really wish I had an example because that was one I was thinking of, um, but it kind of got away from me. But it, it's that like b- step by step, begin building trust with people again, and then people will begin to trust institutions again as long as you don't make sweeping changes that affect people. And it's, you know, the strange thing is it's with immediate effect. Guys, do you understand immediate effects? <laughs> But what's right as well? Ah, guys. <laughs> Immediate effect is tricky, man. I think it's even something that got eco, not eco, okay to, to freak out and be like, um, yeah, we, we can't do the whole multi-currency thing because our system is not geared for it and whatnot. It's because of, hey, man, with the media effect, we're doing things this way. And yeah. you're like, ah, we're not ready. Like, because I, I remember yesterday, so I went into Creamy Inn and I went to, in fact, a while back. Um, so I bought something in Chicken Inn mm. and I guess they kind of don't trust the system. So they kind of preempted it. But what they did is that, um, they didn't have enough USDs as change for me. And I just said, Hey, why don't you just give me the other change in RTGS and like, um, uh, bond notes and they said the same thing they were like uh, in our system we can't mix currency so I can only look for your change in USD or I can give you all your money back and then you pay with RTGS oh. so it kind of uh, it, it, it was kind of inconvenient because change is a hustle I mean yeah, getting two bucks, a buck, five bucks in Harare, ha, no one. But mm-hmm. um, but it's that old thing of if something is always being done with immediate effect for such big businesses, it kind of puts a whole department in disarray because sleepless nights trying to be compliant with immediate effect. You know, so in the end, they end up uh, choosing to inconvenience the customer because of regulations that change willy nilly with immediate effect. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting you you mentioned uh, chicken in, uh, I think it's Simbisa brands, right? Like I went to, was it, 
chicken in Greencroft not too long ago. And then uh, she said the same thing. Like, I don't have, I don't have change. And I said, uh, no, I said, um, I said, can I pay? It was a dollar. Like I had to pay. So can I pay that in Eagle Cash? It's like, no, we can't mix currencies. So whatever Zimbisa was doing, I think that they, they were just like, you know, just to keep things simple, let's just keep the currency separate. Let's not try mm-hmm. to mix because it then becomes a mess. Because in most shops, I think you can get your change in local currency if you ask for it in local currency, if there's no change. Because again, it's difficult to get ones and two dollars and et cetera. Um, and again, with the way shops price things, who prices something at two thirty-nine in Zimbabwe? Like, bruh, listen, why? <laughs> you know? Why? I, I know that's the really go for, but again, understand the fact that people could change it's, 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 and they then force you to buy things you don't want to, to buy. So, always. Yeah. So it's, again, it's, is this, is this Zimbabwe is open for business mantra? And I don't even mean this in a pejorative sense. I'm like, if a potential investor is looking at Zim, um, now I'm, I'm speaking from my perspective as a potential investor. I'm not looking at the, the environment that exists for the top 20%, let's say. I'm looking at it, it exists for mm. the, the middle class and up and upper lower class. What hoops yeah. do they have to jump through to be able to use it, especially if it's if it's a customer service, if it's like a straight to customer sort of service. Um, which I, if, if I was, I'll just be warded off because I'm like, you know, and it's not to say you know investors should be warded off or anything. You can do businesses in, but with all of these changes, it's kind of like, hey, bruh, yo, at least okay, you know, what, do it. Oh, it keeps you busy. Yeah, at least give us a grace period. Um, yeah. Of three months, four months, whatever. Like what, what Rufar and I were talking about yesterday with uh, SI89, the whole energy, um, the importation of vehicles, whatnot. Give people yeah. enough time, give them a year to be able to acclimate before you then make the sweeping change. With immediate effect, then just shocks the market. And then what you're, you're doing again is, like Andrew, you've seen an Askril and um, all those payment services start rejecting Zimbos because of, 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 a, of a number of, of, of reasons. There is nothing that invites them back more than when they see things like that, and they see, you know, um, you know, even if the san- the, the, the regulations, quote unquote, sanctions that are are affecting Zimbabwe, um, there's nothing that will bring them back because no good one morning things could just snap and change, and then now we have to yeah. reassess our whole position in the country um, as as how we can navigate and stability instability like that doesn't really make it attractive and it it again disadvantages us the common denominator. So again, yeah, we're, we're always always on on, on the short end of stick. Oh, but oh. again, it's like if you're gonna do it, yeah, at least just table it. Like uh, Antipatris mm-hmm. does that whole thing where they say, "Oh yeah, we've got this proposed white paper that we're, we're dealing with, we're opening for consultations and whatnot." Right? Opening yeah. for consultations. Here, people say, like it's as simple as that. If if one government agency can do that, I'm pretty sure all the others can. Um, where you know they give you up to, and the last one was the. Was the what's it called telecommunications monitoring system whatnot, um, which is I think over a month. Yeah. And the one before that was the DNS um, domain name system uh, document uh, re- regulation they were they're working on. I think they gave that two months. And then they did consultations, and I think yeah they did actually Zoom calls and stuff for people to come and attend and give their input. Uh, even like corporates and businesses involved in the area to then give their their take and input. Mm-hmm. So do do the same thing. Open the floor to the businesses that are operating in the space and see what they say. Um, you know that it get feedback from them as, as to how how it will affect them because again some of these things it, it's it's easy to think that you can do these things in a vacuum. It's like making a decision by yourself that affects millions of people. Um, it's good to just include other people just to see oh what could what could the potential fallout be like. 
we don't know what might happen. So let's just see what what people will see to this. What can we adjust? What can we do? And then you craft legislation, you know, on top of that, you know, just layer it. Mm. Uh, oh, before before I forget, uh, a quick segue, because um, last time I mentioned it at the end. Um, everyone listening, please check out Texim's USSD star four zero five hash for all your Taiwan, Zesa, and airtime needs uh, through Eco through Eco Cash, right, Ed? Eco Cash. Yeah. You can yeah. pay through cash. Yeah, okay. So um again, no data really required. I'm sure everyone was used to using the WhatsApp uh, platform for paying for this and stuff. So if you're not Econet, you can pay uh for your uh electricity tokens, your uh, Tel One internet and your uh, airtime cross platform airtime that's for uh Econet if you really want to. Uh NetOne and Telesol through Ecocash with stars four zero five hash. Um uh, we, we talked to Rufaro last yesterday about net one. I can't you know work in progress. So I can just DM Rufaro. Can I DM Rufaro. Yeah, I'm about that Oh, most definitely. Yeah, so um, so yeah, I think opening the forum to the people will be interesting. Like, just see what they say. Um, see what input you get. And you know, the strange thing is that you you don't know what kind of insights you you'll get and how you can shape things. Uh, from just mm. a, 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 a bigger pool of of eyes and ears, uh, eyes and ears and minds, um, that can probably see things that some people can't, and and, and the likes. Oh yeah, it's always it's always cool. Like if there is a democratic approach, even when it is then released, you know, it's not a shock for a lot of people. And if someone needs to adjust to it, like people can see it coming, and work around it so that well it doesn't really affect their businesses as much because as you were saying it's difficult it's difficult for you to say um, the nation is open for business when something is just happening every now and again that um, keeps you in disarray so I I don't think people don't want to talk about it they do and I'm pretty sure there are a lot of guys that have bright ideas that they would want to see being implemented. I mean, just reading the articles, you can see some of the comments being made. Are people actually saying, you know what, this doesn't make sense. It would have made more sense if it, if it was done this way or if this was done, you know? Mm-hmm. So it shows that people are willing to have that dialogue, to have that opportunity to contribute. And I mean, if, if it's the people in industry that are commenting and contributing, they are in the field. So you would assume that they know better. They understand the dynamics in their respective fields a lot better than um, the finance guys that are making the rules that are making these statutory instruments, because mm-hmm. these guys are actually hands-on. They are, they they see what needs to be done. And so yeah, opening it up to people, I think it's a it's a good idea. They should take a page from the book of podcasts. <laughs> well then again it's like one of those things where um they could open up the field to the people and then they don't take the advice the people do and just launch the document as is. But in that case they <laughs> would have people would have said, Yeah no, but we are we offer this augmentation, we offer this change, we offer this compromise, we offer this grace yeah. period. So again, if you want to make a, uh, an environment conducive for business, I think the dialogue in itself is necessary because like you said, the guys at the top are thinking more from a strategic position. Um, thinking about, you know, these sweeping moves, um, where 
one stroke of, of a move, let's say one strategy, a stroke or brush stroke, has so many microscopic mm. changes that you can't see as the painter on a microscopic level. So you, it would be helpful to get people who are on, 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 on various levels to give input as to how this will change their business. And more so for the, for the informal sector, uh, because they are the biggest and they get impacted probably the most. So yeah. this, this is one of those things that, yeah, opening it up to, to all strata of the economy would be super helpful. Um, there'll be a, a number of interesting things that, that that will be said there. Some right, some wrong. Again, Zimbabweans, I say Zimbabweans as being favorite. When I've been in discussion with, with many of my, my countrymen, it's never civil, <laughs> especially on, 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 on <laughs> issues. It's never civil. So the, 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 most of those, most of those debates, uh, will end up in usually chair throwing and name calling. Um, but you know, if, if we learned anything from the constitution draft, when was it 2009 or something? As far yeah. as I'm aware, it went well-ish. I don't know. I, you know, the people listening who are more aware of it back then can probably comment. But yeah, if, if it takes that kind of similar approach, um, like, um, the way they do things, I actually forgot to mention this stuff should be passed through parliament, right? Like get parliament to yeah, vote on it. Yeah, get parliament to vote on it, get them to debate it, open it up to the people. Like I think it was the cybersecurity and data protection bill. Didn't they say they were gonna go around each constituency describing it and whatnot? Kind of the thing you need to yeah. do with this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, open it up, go to every constituency, get them to understand, not for them to be hit by like a wave of events when they come when they go from the cab from the main uh, metropolitan hubs, then they eventually hit uh, other areas in Zimbabwe, people are just sitting there wondering, okay, what was that 127 thing about? On that point, yeah. accessible language, please, please. <laughs> Yo, brah. Like, you know how difficult it is to read like legal documents in Zim? Legal documents. You sit there and you'll be like, okay, what context did you use the word in that? And you have to Google it and look it up and then look at the various different ways that word can be used and then see if it meant, if it makes sense in your head. So for everybody who yeah. doesn't do this often, because we, we read this stuff like day to day, because we, we, we see all these uh, essays and whatnot regularly. So we've become sort of attuned to it, not experts by any measure, but sort of attuned to it. But for someone whose job is, let's say, uh, a doctor, who the, mm. the, 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 the language they use is completely different from legal language. There should be a mid-ground that anyone, any Zimbabwean can pick up an SI and be able to understand what it says on the on the page without having to consult and having to hold, you know, community and and household indabas with with dictionaries and thesauruses to try and understand. <laughs> but what is she? <laughs> I was just what are they saying? Yeah, yeah, true, true. I think they should they should sort that out. I, I remember it was actually yesterday when I was laughing at myself, saying, you know what? There was a time when I used to just you know enjoy reading newspaper newspaper headlines you know those headlines that you just put on street corners but as of late the titles are now so ambiguous and the words and phrasing they use are like you know literature professor level you know type of language to the point where I don't even bother anymore you know like that the title doesn't call to me anymore because I don't even understand what it says so you know, mm-hmm. if if this thing is for everyone, I mean, probably we're we're in this mess because the guys who pass on the laws speak in language that we don't understand, and then we end up just assuming, yeah, they meant this. You know, so probably 
if they communicate these SIs better and if, okay, fine, probably for their legal side of things, it makes sense for them to write it that way, but also have a, I'll say a translated version mm-hmm. for the public, for us, the layman, so that mm-hmm. because if the layman doesn't understand what you're doing and yet the layman is the one that's on the ground doing things, then the layman is going to be all the spanners in your works. So yeah, we'd rather just have a translated version for me. Mm. And understand it to your level and have, have, plan. have a side by side. Like uh, I don't think adding to that what you said translated, I think also in every language. Um like if you're gonna yeah. launch an SI like with N- NDS one, it came out in English first in that inaccessible language, it was a chore to read. And then it came out in Shona much later. I'm like, ah, but guys, you say there are three predominant languages in Zimbabwe and then varying other languages and dialects um, that are spoken by smaller groups. If you're going to publish anything, make sure everyone can understand it. And this is not just to say yeah. for anyone who speaks English, uh, you know, get the document out in, in audio form, get it out in Braille, um, you know, uh, get it out in, 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 in I, 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 I was talking to uh, Eden Gamble from uh, Inclusive Access Zimbabwe. He said Braille isn't that effective because it's it'll just become one massive, one big document because of 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 how, how, how Braille is structured. So get out an audio format yeah. and cheap for everyone to access. Zero rates for government sites, so anyone can go and download the the the, the translated version in the language that they prefer. And make sure it's accessible. Because like it's when you said Gudanzi, it, it makes sense for, for them. It's like when you go to the doctor. Or let's just say in my case, you go to the dentist and they tell you you've got a, a, a carrier's cavity on the buccal uh, surface of your uh, 38th or tooth number 38. Yeah, you won't get that. If someone tells you, the, <laughs> the doctor, will, then the dentist will eventually say, oh yeah, by the way, you've got a carrier's on, you've got a cavity on the surface near the nest of the cheek of your of your wisdom tooth you get it oh okay cool mm. but with, if you're using technical speak they won't understand what it is unless they've probably studied it so the same thing with, with, with lawyers yeah it makes sense for you guys up there but remember you're not just speaking for yourselves speaking for people who don't understand and who are in different professions so this is not just to say all oh, the informers they don't get people work different professions and they they are attuned to a specific language that is in their specific prof- profession so for them to attune to legal speak because they want to understand what's being written in a document that affects everybody is really silly. I think just get it out in a condensed, not condensed, a, a distilled form. It, do, it doesn't matter even if it makes it longer. Just make sure it's out there in a way that anyone who speaks whatever language is spoken in Zimbabwe or whichever language is spoken in Zimbabwe can easily understand it. Because other than that, you are, you're then going to be going, again, these community in Dabas where people call you and be like, guys, yes, I want to say, what is Because... <laughs> I want a document to everybody. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it needs them to be present so that they they explain. Yeah. So I think so so I hope that they they put that into consideration, you know, translating it, the whole reaching out to you know the public to try and get ideas that they then actually consider and not just throw to the side. Um, because I think that'll work. It's, it's going to work a lot better for, for them than, than for us because, um, uh, they don't have to fight the public anymore by putting these, putting in these laws. I mean, you can think about it as well from, from their own point of view that they, they to some extent understand that things are not well that the system is really not in a state that it should be. 
and for things to be a lot more efficient. I mean, um, it's part of the reason why some conveniences that come from internet services are not really um, available in Zim simply because uh, things are not organized at a formal level. And you would assume that they're also trying to get to that point where, you know, your financial system, you know, I mean, I should be able to find a local bank in the, in the payments app in my phone, for example, Hmm. you know, if I want to sign up for a wallet in my Huawei, a Zim bank should be available there. But if our standards don't meet the stand, the global standards, then it's very tricky for us to, you know, link ourselves up with such platforms. So it's one of those where like it, it will benefit us, but the execution now it's, it needs everyone to be aware and to understand that, Hey, this is where we want to go. And this is how we were planning on getting there. So what are your thoughts? You know, mm. And I also think it helps build trust too. Cause like if people then go to these sort of, um, you know, these gatherings or meetings, or even if they put stuff up on social media, zero rate sites and take comments, I think if they start enacting the changes that, you know, experts and people like us who don't really know what to talk about, but have opinions, um, it builds faith with the people. Like it's, it restores that faith that, Oh, you're actually listening to us. Okay, cool. Mm. So, you know, it's those slow little building blocks that, Oh, okay, cool. Again, this is something that I don't see happening. I hope it does. I really don't. But it then helps those building blocks of faith that people then begin to trust the system again uh, to one measure or another, not completely, because, again, if you're of a certain age, you remember the days when, yeah, things happened. So, uh, especially... <laughs> say never, Valentine. No, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ruling it out. I, you know, they've got the capacity to do it. Uh, I hope they do do it. Uh, for me, it's just I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pessimist, so I, I don't have a rosy outlook to most things. But I hope that they do it for, for all our sakes. Um, and, and Rufaro comes in was who's, who had been very quiet for a long time. Hey, sure. You know the life of a DF, hey? Things will just call you out of <laughs> podcasts, you know. Like, this at the time, you could just be sleeping, you get a call, and you have to wake up. And you're like, look, I was enjoying my dream. Yeah, I am waking up. But, yeah, um, I think I got the gist of what we're talking about, accessibility, you know, not using big jargon uh, when you're trying to communicate something with the general public. Mm. Yeah. So um unless you guys have anything else to add, um nah, I think I'm good. I think I've uh oh man, there is an expression that's used but I've forgotten what it means. Uh, emptied my mug or something. <laughs> Finished the last slice of pizza. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh my god. Well, at least I had pizza yesterday, so I'm not ah. too mad. <laughs> so good life. Uh, but yeah, nothing else for me, Valentine. Um, as always, thank you to the listeners for listening. Uh, Valentine, you shamelessly plugged Star 405 within the middle of the podcast. I felt like that was abrupt, but I commend you for the effort. Um, so so yeah, eight, everyone, dial Star 405 hash. Wait, That's wait. how you do a plan. You so, introduce it you're, as you're a normal using, topic. You're chastising and then, me. You're chastising me. <laughs> and then using that as a segue to do the exact same thing that I did. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. At least it's more natural. We were talking about oh, you. To you, maybe. <laughs> 
But to me, it's like I'm being attacked, and then someone is doing exactly <laughs> what I did. Oh, and uh, Rufaro forgot to plug this. Uh, yeah, uh, we didn't actually plug it on any podcast. Texam is now zero rated. So if you're on Econet, you can access all the articles and stuff for free. Um, so you can download for... these podcasts for free. No, you can't. I think. Ah, Asterix. Oh, come on. You can't. Why? You... Why? <laughs> Because Rafael is not doing his job as usual. So, yeah. Nah. Yeah, it's more complicated <laughs> than that, guys. But yeah, just a, a couple of, you know, terms and conditions with that since we've gone into that. Like, yeah, if you don't have airtime or data, then yeah, definitely uh, you'll be able to read Texum for free. But if you have data, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the network prefers to use your data first. So it is what it is. Right. So, yeah. Um, uh, you know, if you don't have data, just just come check us out. If they're videos and uh, stuff like podcasts, yeah, you you probably need data. Uh, but uh, we, I am personally trying to make the the audios as small as possible so that you know it's 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 it's, it's a less of a burden to download uh, than than the high quality stuff that Ed was saying. Hey, put out Ashnabaza, they'll adapt. <laughs> jungle. <laughs> they will. In fact, someone was saying I should release a video in 4K. So I'm making a video in 4K no. and releasing it on YouTube. No. Because they asked and I shall deliver. <laughs> so uh, Rufaro, sorry for, 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 for staging a, a takeover. You can continue. Oh, no, I was done. I was thanking the listeners for listening. Um, so yeah, um, thank you for lis- listeners for listening. I will catch you on the next podcast. Au revoir. Bye. Peace.